Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. We are back after a week off. Sorry, that was my bad. I went on vacation. And, and we so have, got a whole bunch of stuff niece, going on. You know, you know, it was awesome. Yeah. So took a week off, and now we are back. And, and sadly, uh, while we were off on, on May 14th, a white gunman, gunman killed 10 people and injured uh, three more in a supermarket in Buffalo. And so in this tragedy, it became quite evident that um, his motives were completely racist Mm. through and through. And uh, a big part of his ideology, um, his manifesto that he he published, um, was rooted in a conspiracy called the Great Replacement Theory. And so we wanted to talk about that today. Um, Brother William, what is great replacement theory? Well, it's basically the idea that minorities are kind of working to replace the influence of white people in societies where they are the majority. Yes. And I mean, it could be among different groups. I mean, that's the hard thing about (laughs) these theories is that they kind of spin off and they have different takes and different ideas and so I, I think um, I think it, I think it's hard to kind of it's, it's another one of those kind of theories where sometimes it's hard to put your fingers around you know yeah a, put your finger on this is exactly what it is but it, but generally what's been discussed particularly for uh, the shooter in Buffalo I mean that was that was his his kind yeah. of idea um, and so it, it's it's supposedly designed I mean the idea is it's it's really to remove the power and the influence uh, in part by just simply population, right? You, yeah. You try to um, have drown more, them out. Yeah, you have more population of minorities, so that they're no longer minorities as far as population is concerned, and right. so, um, and so that's kind of been that's kind of been uh, that was the the, the theory that was um, in it was in this manifesto. Yeah. Um, from this shooter. So so where does this come from, Kenny? I mean, like right. like this isn't new. It's not new. So, I mean, we're... Nothing new under the sun. Right. Right. So, um, the current name, The Great Replacement Theory, comes from a, a book by mm-hmm. a French uh, author mm-hmm. that was published in 2011. And so, I won't attempt to say the name because... Come on, I want to hear you do the French. I don't Can have any do the French, French accent. No. I'm going to butcher the, the language. And so, I'm not going to do that. That's but good. the philosophy is in no way, shape, or form new. Yeah, I mean, so you you got eugenics in mm-hmm. the early 20th century. Yes, and the idea, uh, you know, Hitler kind of takes advantage of those ideas, and he sees um, Jews and mm-hmm. in Germany, and he has his idea that they are trying to take over Germany, and so yes. he goes through the um, process of trying to exterminate them. Uh, but it goes back even further than that. And you think about uh, Pharaoh uh, in the book of Exodus. Uh, the Israelites are s- sent to Egypt so that they could sur- survive the famine. Um, mm. Joseph um, basically saves the world at right. that time by 
by coming up with this God-given plan that mm. was given to him. Uh, but then there's a Pharaoh that comes that didn't know Joseph. And mm. so he sees the Israelites are flourishing in Egypt. He's worried about them taking over Egypt. Right. So he comes up with this plan to basically kill all the, the babies mm. that are born um, from the Israelites. And then right. we get the story of Moses and all the, and all that's going on in Exodus. So there's always this, um, there, not always, but historically there has been this fear of the majority that this minority group that is in their land mm-hmm. is going to increase to the point where yeah. they can become a threat to the majority or right. they can take some of the power and influence from the majority. It's nothing new, but it, it takes different variations, different forms, mm-hmm. uh, depending on uh, the culture, depending on um, right. just what nation you're in and all that different stuff. So, You know what I think is interesting? This is a total aside. Yeah. And I'm just thinking off let's, the top of my head. Let's do that. So, let's do that. But like you, you brought up the whole eugenics. Yeah. Uh, Glenn and I were listening to a podcast when we were coming back from our vacation. Yeah. And um, the podcast is criminal. I'm not necessarily recommending it. I'm just saying we were listening to it. Right. Because it's interesting. And they were talking about how in the early, you know, um, like 1920s, 1930s, they, w- one of the ways that they were trying to control population is through actual sterilization of women. Yes. So they would find women who were poor or women who they thought were deviant right they that was a pretty broad term they yes. found all kinds of ways right. that was what the episode was about um and then they would you know if they were if they were in the hospital for some reason for some sickness or whatever they just go ahead and make them sterile so that way they wouldn't continue to right um pollute the population yeah. right i mean that and so what i think is interesting in that i mean that's exactly what the pharaoh the pharaoh was controlling population he was killing babies yeah i mean when we talked last week with margaret sanger concerning abortion in our country that was a way to control control the population yes and so it's weird how these things are tied together yeah and they're often tied together even with like children and right i mean because it's like well the best way to do it is kill them before they're born i mean right get them sterilize the women that you don't want to have babies or if you have a certain population that's getting pregnant and having babies, just kill them through abortion. Right. Uh, or in Pharaoh's day, let them be born and then throw them in the river. Throw them in the river. Right. right? Kill them. You yeah. know. And so uh, it's weird. I mean, I, I think it. I, again, you just see some of the uh, the the real wickedness. I think of right. humanity. You know. And, Absolutely. Uh, and then and then you have a person who's like so fearful of this thing of of this minority group taking over that he's going to go into um a shopping right center in Buffalo and start taking out minorities. I mean it, yeah. it's uh it's it's wild, right? It to is. think that, yeah. you know, somebody who could 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 I mean very detailed plan to take out people who he feel is a threat to to the white man. Right. And so we look at him and we're like, well, that can't be widespread. It's just this one lone wolf, somebody who is mentally unstable. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have to worry about this 
um, happening anymore. Or we right. don't have to worry about this being more mainstream. Yeah, but you just the, dismiss it. He's fringe. Right. right? He's, right. And that's yeah. what we tend to do, right? We tend to say, you know, this is not us. This is not who we are. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this person is an anomaly. Mm-hmm. And so we, we're not going to really reflect on, you know, what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. We're not going to look deeper under the surface and see how right. might this actually yeah. be more widespread than than what we would b- want to believe right. it really is. And so right. there are, uh, we would say that it is more widespread. Now, most people are not going to, you know, pick up a, a semi-automatic, semi-automatic weapon right. and plan to go to a, a grocery store. They're not going to take it to that extreme. Right, they're not going to take it to that extreme. Mm-hmm. But th- there are people in the mainstream who are, speak in similar language, mm-hmm. have have a softer version, or not even in a lot of cases, not even a softer version, just they're not going to take it to that ex- extreme. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, um, there's an article by Joe Carter on uh, the Gospel Coalition, and he talks about how politicians and, and news people, how like Tucker Carlson, he talks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, how they use similar language. Yes. Of, Using um, that replacement language. Right. Yeah. And usually when they're, when they're talking about it, they're talking about it more in political terms and right. not necessarily ethnic terms like right. the left or Democrats are trying to um, increase immigration into the country so that they can have another pool of voters right. that can replace the voters that we currently have so mm-hmm. they can t- continue to, to win el- elections. Right. Now, again, whether that's true or not, um, which I don't, I believe is a conspiracy and, mm-hmm. and not saying that any political party in our nation is above any of those type of <laughs> tactics. Right. That's true. Because that uh, again, and do what you gotta man, do, is, you know? humans mm-hmm. are wicked. We yeah. will find a way to keep our power and influence. But what, what I would say is, is that if we're going to be using that language, right, mm-hmm. that we, we are spreading this information to people and then people start to hold to it. Like they're, <laughs> There was a poll done that like like half of people, half of Republicans believe mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Like and they're getting this information from right leaning news sources. About the immigration policies. Yeah, about the immigration yeah. policies mm-hmm. and those things like that. Right. They, they believe in some form of replacement mm-hmm. theory. And like even one in five Democrats like believe in right. some form of replacement theory. And so when when you start to see these kind of ideas get into the mainstream, whereas you may not, again, see people pick up semi-automatic re- rifles and right. and shoot people, we will start to see people hold negative views towards other ethnic groups. Of course. And mm-hmm. sadly, that can happen in the church also. Yeah. And so we feel like we need to find a better way to respond to these ideas right. than to just pick up what people are telling us in the mainstream. So, brother, what is one way that we can respond? Well, let me before we kind of j- dive into some of those. Yeah. I mean, like I, just an example. Right. Like, l- let's say we believe the whole Democrats are bringing. Yeah. Hispanics, yes, and we'll be specific here. Bringing Hispanics that's into, generally the focus, into the right? country, yeah, so that they can vote Democrat, right? If if I'm if I'm a Republican, and I don't want and I don't want Democrats to be elected, right? And I see an let's say there's a you know I, I see a whole bunch of immigrants kind of move into my community, you know, right? How am I going to 
feel toward I mean yeah I'm going to be influenced negatively yes towards that right people group you right. know like I'm going to think well man Democrats just bringing them in to to vote in more Democrats right <laughs> which is like you may say well I'm not going to take a gun and, yeah. and shoot them but yeah. my 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 view of them is going to be impacted right by this replacement theory yes. idea you know yes and so I, I think we do need to see that there is some danger in some of the way some of these thoughts right right in in the way they think I mean even if, even if they are voting Democrat yeah we can still love them yes. right we are still called to love them <laughs> that's it right it's gonna make it hard to love your neighbor if you're mm. so focused on what this means for us politically yeah right, right. Okay, uh, so let's get back to so let's get to the question. Yeah, how should we respond? I, I think, and we've talked about this a lot. And I mean, we don't want to just we don't want to just move past this. Yeah, terrible shooting that took place. We have got to learn better how to mourn these events. Right. And I I think let me speak to the majority culture, just a moment. Like you you have to understand that. We know that this event was clearly racist. Yeah. This is not a debatable, like, was this a black-white issue or whatever? Like, it was his stated reasons, his stated motivation were clearly racist. Yes. If you don't think that's going to have an impact on your black brothers and sisters. Right. Then then, um, I I don't think you're you're listening to them. No. Right? You're you're not paying attention. Yes. Um, I I mean, and and instead of first saying, well, you don't have to— you don't have to think like that or or whatever, right? Like, it, we just need to stop and mourn and understand that people who look like our black brothers and sisters, whether they're Christians or not, people who look like um, them yeah, were targeted, right? were shot at in a grocery store. Yes. In a city in our country. Right. And so I... If we can't stop and just be broken over that and mourn for that, realize that that is a continuing problem, um, and not just bury our heads in the sand and not, well, we're fine, and this isn't, that's um, that's not really us, that's not real, you know, that's just, like, we have to learn how to stop and mourn, you know? Yes. And, and I, I think for the majority culture, we have to do a better job of, of of allowing space for that, letting people mourn, letting people hurt, without going to well, let's talk about this theory or let's talk. You know, I mean, like we we have to. Um, I don't know. I I just don't think we always do a great job of that. Yeah. And and I I think that's hard. Um, it is. I mean, I don't know. You want to speak into that? Yeah. Because I think that could be helpful. Yeah, I would say definitely the. You know, I I would love my white brothers and sisters to, to mourn with the black community during those times, because I know me personally, when those events happen, I, I do start to adjust the way I, you know, move mm. as far as like, okay, so now uh, I hear this from other black people as well. When you go to the grocery store, you have this in the back of your mind, right? Because copycats, there's copycats yeah, in yeah. the world mm-hmm. who, who see things like that and like, Hey, well, I can pull this off too. Right. And so not necessarily being in fear, but it, it does become I'm going to be cautious when I'm in <laughs> when I'm in the grocery store, because right. there might be somebody here who who wants to be a copycat. Right. And so it's, it's good to mourn in a way that is, you know, holy. Mm. And you read the Psalms, you see David lament and and 
he's crying out to God. Like, and there's, I think we need to be able to, to do that. Mm. And you know what? It, it, it's helps. It would help us to not feel alone. It would help us to not feel embittered. Yeah. Mm. Or, or just numb because Mm -hmm. a lot of times you can be like, well, it happened again. Yeah. And we can feel numb to it Mm. because, okay, if I, if I talk to somebody about it, um, they're going (laughs) to, you know, jump back at me with, you don't Mm. have to feel that way or that's not, everybody's not like that and all that stuff. And, and, and just an aside again, is that this is a good opportunity to remind people to read Isaac Adams book. Yeah, that's right. Like, it was uh, really talking helpful. about race is that mm-hmm. he really deals with a situation, some, someone like this and yep. that, Hey, you know, how do you have these conversations with people, mm-hmm. um, when that, when something like this happens? So, yeah, I, I think the mourn in a way that is, that is holy, mm. um, crying out to God, make sure you're you know the power presence you mm-hmm. know making sure mm-hmm. that you are um lamenting with your brothers and sisters yeah. in these situations that's good yeah that's good what else would you have besides besides mourning i mean that's specifically dealing with the shooting yeah how do we how do we respond to this replacement theory idea right so th- these things take root because our identity is in the wrong place, mm. right? Yeah. The reason why replacement theory can be mainstream is because our identity is more political mm-hmm. than it is with Christ. Right. And so we we have to find our identity in Christ first and foremost and, and not in our political party. So, it, I mean, again, like... Why are we spending so much time watching Fox News and CNN and mm-hmm. One America or Newsmax or yeah. um, reading Huffington Post or all these different things that are clearly yes. meant to make you believe something that is probably not true or overblown yeah. or yeah. or something like that? And, and we are soaking these things in because we are so connected to our political parties more than right. we are Christ. Like mm-hmm. instead of watching those news things, guess what you could be doing? You could be reading your Bible. Hey, <laughs> you could be something. serving right. someone. You could be loving your neighbor. That's right. You could be doing any number of other things besides listening to things right. like replacement theory. I mean, if your church is in the process of moving locations, you could come up to the church you, and work. Yes, we have plenty of <laughs> matter of fact here. We can put you to work. It right don't even now. have to be your church. That's right. If you're in our area, if you, you are could, living. If, if you ain't in... got nothing to do but watch the news. <laughs> We come, will we will get us. you some boxes and come you can us. help us out. We got we got but some there work is for you. Too much for us to do as Christians, as followers of Christ. Yes, there's too much He has given us to do for us to be so sucked in mm. by our political ideologies. Yeah, like and and I mean that is to me the the idolatry that we have towards our political parties, our politicians mm-hmm. is so. I mean, it is so prevalent in yeah. the church today to where we we can't do number one because we have so rushed to already the talking points of our political parties. Mm. We've already run to them. Yeah. And so any idea of us, you know, doing what 
God would have us to do, it's it's hard for us to do because right. we we are we're already thinking along right left Republican Democrat lines instead of yeah. where we should be doing. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of the you know the Job's story, right? Yeah. I mean, the best thing that the Job's friends did was they just sat and they, yeah. they mourned with him. Once they started talking and arguing, things really derailed. Right. You know, and sometimes we just got to learn how to man and start instead of moving it immediately into this political discourse. Right. Like, let's just sit and mourn. Let's just let's just recognize the terrible tragedy that that was. Yeah. And yeah, not find our identity in those. Right. Um, I, I think another one is we're going to have to work harder at just being wise and discerning. Oh, yeah. Because here, here's the thing, and I, I'm not always as wise as I need to be on, on this, is like the the posts and the videos and the things that get the likes the most and get shared the most are normally inflammatory. Right. That's why they get the shares. Yes. That's why they get the likes. Like, there's something in us as humans, I mean, part of the fall, that we are drawn in to right. these kind of conspiracy theories, or we are drawn in to this, you need to be afraid of this, you need to be, right. you need to be aware of this, you know, we're really drawn into those kind of crazy, I mean, it's why they make headlines. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can read a headline and then you read the article and it's like, that is nothing. That should not have been there. But the headline, headline. drew me in, right? Yeah. They, they do that on purpose. And if you don't think talk talk show people are doing that, they're oh, not yeah. saying inflammatory stuff or, you know, way overstating the position, you know? Yes. Then you're, I mean, you you need to be more discerning. You, you yes. need to understand that that sometimes, at least I would say a good a good bit of the time, Things are being oversaid, right, for the purpose of kind of, you know, building this building this um, kind of response that draws people in. I mean, yeah. that, that's what they're going for. That's you know, they they want more views. Yeah. I mean, they, they they want that if they've got to fudge on the truth a little bit to get more views, right? And don't just think that the other group is doing that. Yeah, like your group is doing that. You know, and. Yeah. Um, People you listen to and people you read, I mean, they're they're sometimes they're doing that too. And so I, I think Absolutely. that's, I just think that's, uh, media is very, you just you have to realize that, right. you know, and you have to, you have to be wise, be discerning, don't get sucked into those things. Right. Um, I mean, this has just been, I, I think if I had to say a lesson for this year is, you know, focus more locally than you do nationally. Yeah. Right? And it's nothing wrong with us. I mean, obviously we should mourn what happened in Buffalo. Yeah. But we should mourn locally. Yes. Mourn with your brothers and sisters in Christ who right. are, who are um, uh, you know, who are black in your community. Yeah. Who are going to be impacted by this, who are minorities in your community, who are going to be impacted by this. I, I just, I know we keep coming back to that, but I, I think that's really, really way more, way more of a right response than, you know, just getting sucked into what's being said on news media and outlets and those types of things. Yeah, and and to kind of pull back the veil into the spiritual realm, like yeah. Christians shouldn't understand Satan's schemes. Yeah, that's right. Like Satan is going to masquerade as an angel of light. That's he's right. gonna he's gonna give you what seems to be some 
some secret information. Like we love secret information. That's oh, why man. gossip is so prevalent, right? Yeah, that's like, right. Uh, we know something that other people don't know, and mm. so it's a it's a morsel to us, but it's. <laughs> It's going to be poison to us mm. because Satan is going to 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 um, he's trying to trick us. Yeah. Right. He's trying yeah. to get us to focus in on on being fearful of this ethnic group to to cause division within the church. And mm. and if he can use the news to do that, yeah. guess what? He's going to use the news to do that. And yeah. the Bible tells us that, you know, we are aware of his schemes. That's yeah. part of being wise and discerning to be aware of Satan's schemes. And so mm. we are going to get news programs. We're going to get people who share things on social media that are false. Yeah. And they're going to have the appearance of truth mm-hmm. because that's what Satan does. Right. And so we have to go the extra mile if needed to make sure that what we are believing, what we are sharing that is actually true mm. and that we're not falling for Satan's schemes. That's good. Yeah. That's good. What else? What would you add? Anything uh, kind of responses? Yeah. We alluded to a little bit, but the, you know, don't be gripped by fear. Yeah. You know, Joe, Joe Carter, he brings that out in yeah, his, his article, article that we mm-hmm. referenced earlier is that, um, you know, the, the goal of replacement theory and the goal of these events, these, these tragedies mm. is for us to fear different ethnic groups yeah and so the bible tells us to not fear Mm. it tells us to not fear it tells us that um god welcomes all the nations into his into his family to his kingdom through faith in jesus christ so there's no reason for us to be fearful along those lines you know guess what god he raises up and he brings down nations Mm. like if there's going to be a bunch of immigrants in the united states guess what God is in control of that. That's right. Right. It is not for us to be. Uh, it's not for us to be fearful. Right. About anything that is happening along those lines, and so and and our job is to love our neighbor. Yeah. Right. If your neighbor, if a, maybe, if, maybe we should share the gospel. Right. More. <laughs> you know, you know like, using maybe. the example you gave, like if if you know uh, some Hispanics come and move into your neighborhood, if your first thought is. Oh, that's replacement theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're doing this wrong. That's like right. your first thought is, how do I love my neighbor? Yeah, how do I get them the good news? Right. Yeah, that's right. Like, and so we we really do have to be careful not to fall into the tactics of the world to live in to live in fear and mm. hate one yeah. another instead of loving one another as Christ has called us to. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well. Uh, speaking of the Joe Carter article, we want to we we're gonna we're gonna make that our diversity and fellowship resource um, for this week. And the name of the article it's a it's a frequently asked question article. Uh, Carter does those a lot actually yeah. uh, on TGC, and it's the the name of it's what's Christians should know about the Great Replacement Theory. Yes. So we'll put a link uh, link to that um, in the podcast notes so that you can you can find that. All so right. what about our crazy question, brother? What is our crazy, our crazy question today, brother, question. is which conspiracy theory do you wish was true? Oh, okay. Well, let me think. Because there are several. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. awful. I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, but the one I, that I, really, I think would be really cool 
as if the whole Knights of Knights Templar. Yes. The, the, uh, I really like the movie National Treasure with yeah. Nick Cage in it. You know, and uh, I mean, just the idea that there was this group of people that through the history, like through the centuries, was hoarding all these cultural artifacts and keeping this stuff together. And there's this big, huge treasure buried somewhere in America because they brought all this right. treasure together, and the only place that it was safe was to bring it over to. Yes. That's a cool. That's just a cool theory. Plus, I just the tr- the whole idea of like a treasure hunt is yes. very intriguing to me, <laughs> which is awful, right? right? Jesus, is like store your treasure in heaven, William. Right? Stop focusing on no store it. No store it in New York in Those. the subway system. <laughs> Or Mount Rushmore. That's right. Don't. That's not where we put our treasures. Yeah, that's where we put right. It. That stuff's not even worth anything. Right. And it's not. But I do think that those stories are just. Uh, those are fascinating. The movie was fascinating. Yes. You know, they had all these clues. You know, the secret lies with Charlotte. You know, right. I mean, there's all these clues, and so I love a. I love a good. Um, good. Story I do find like it interesting. That. That, speaking of treasures, like I find it interesting that nobody has found the Ark of the Covenant yet, or if they did, they've kept it a very yes, good secret. That's like, right. Like God no, no, had no. this very valuable. Indiana Jones found that. Right. It's, he did it's, find he it. Found that. Right. Yeah, he found that. <laughs> yeah. It's hidden in some warehouse somewhere. Yeah. They spray painted it. over the outside of it. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, yes. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody found that thing. Where, how much that would be oh, worth? No, like it's priceless. Crazy. Right. Yes. It's crazy. Uh, crazy. Yeah. So my, okay, yeah, my what about you? What is theory, your yeah my conspiracy theory? You know, like the whole Area Fifty One oh, aliens UFO yeah. type stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I would be down with that. Okay. Yeah, as long as they're not coming to try to uh, take over the Earth or anything like yes, that. That's you know, always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Which you know that's why we always got to portray that's aliens all the that movies, way. Right? The aliens hate us. Aliens that hate movies, us. Like, that's why true. can we just be chilling just with them us. and uh, yeah. learning some stuff and. They right. would still need the gospel too, so we have yeah, to figure out a way gets, there's to where communicate. See, it's, that's where it starts getting weird. Right. That's where it starts getting yeah, weird because yeah. it's like you know, biblically, what are we going to do with aliens? Yeah, we got to so, we got to share the gospel. Share <laughs> the gospel with them. It's a whole other unreached people. Oh, another mission Un- trips gonna be lit, man. We take his spaceships. <laughs> Take his spaceships to Earth Fifty One. <laughs> That's right. Next uh, next summer we're going to Pluto. Who's with us? Who's with us for the mission? It's gonna be trip? like a three light year. Oh my goodness! All right, we're gonna put you to sleep. And, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. You got. You got to hold, need a whole another different set of shots for these trips. <laughs> It's not just a passport. Right. It's like, uh, I don't even know, what do they call that? Other world passport. Right. Yes. So nice. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in (laughs) and uh, listening to us uh, this week. We had uh, fun talking with you, and we'll catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.